Hello, and welcome to another Patreon-exclusive bonus episode. This was another of the sessions we played before official podcast recording started. Kim wasn't able to join us when we recorded the Two Scores score with the main group, so she and I did a fun little solo adventure for Blair instead. It's pretty clearly pre-series, Kim hadn't quite settled on Blair's voice, I was still deciding how I wanted the Deathlands to work, and so on. But it's still a fun adventure, and it's the origin story for the acorns that Blair has been carrying around with her. Special thanks to Minna for editing this episode. I very much appreciate all of the work that she did on this. Now then, let's get started, shall we? I don't know how to play the game, and I don't know what to expect. I'm excited. <laughs> so, going back to, this is basically a few days after your first score that, that we did, where you guys broke into the um, weapons manufacturing yes. facility. Um, while you were there, you uh, found in, in the office a bunch of ghosts trapped in spirit jars. There were like six... Yeah, I remember I... Walked off with two of them? Yes. Yeah, you, you were able to, to take two. You didn't have room to take all six. Right. Um, but you got two. And so this particular morning, you wake up pretty early, pack a bag with uh, whatever stuff you need, including those two spirit jars, mm -hmm. and hustle out of the nest quickly before any of your comrades can ask you any <laughs> questions about where you're going, why your bag is making those clanking sounds, etc. These are my friends, and I'm freeing them. Bye! <laughs> so, your, your goal here mm -hmm. is to find a way out into the Deathlands outside the city. Right. Um, and find a, a safe place to release these spirits. You know that mm -hmm. there are things called spirit wells, which yeah. um, are places that have a lot of spirit energy, ghosts will, uh, like, sometimes demons will come through there, but they're also places where, like, ghosts can feed without um, having to possess a person. Yeah, 30 ghost boys. <laughs> so you're hoping to find a, a spirit well uh, outside the city where you can release these ghosts and they can eat spirit well energy and not you. Yeah. And just have a grand old time yeah. in the wild. Yeah, the Deathlands, which are full of monsters, and the air is poison gas, and it's great. It's a good time. Sick. Um, do you think Blair has ever been to the Deathlands before? It's a very good question. I think, hmm, she's only been with the magpies, I think, we decided, like, a like less than a year? A, f a few a few months. A couple months, yeah. Yeah, I think it's only been a few months. Yeah, which, you know, coincides also with her getting expelled. So I, I would say no, I guess this is her first time. Yeah, well, because I, I think she got, I think you said she got expelled about a year ago? Yes. Yeah, and... Right. Um, but yeah, and she like, just, like, lived underground until she found, you know, a faction to join in the... In the sewers. <laughs> Found some friends. Yeah. We're in the trash. In the... <laughs> yeah. Where we belong. So, Blair's never been to the Deathlands before, so she's not mm -hmm. necessarily going to know... So I guess then the next question is, do you think that she would have done some research at any point about how to get into the Deathlands, or is she going to need to, like, talk to somebody and get some assistance? 
Hmm, that is a very good question. Knowing she was in school for a while, so she could have done the research. Yeah, she was in school for a while, and she is a bookie type to begin with. So I feel like she would have done research beforehand, but I also, for purposes of the game, don't want to rule out the possibility of getting NPC help. I mean, it's it's up to, it's up to you. Mm-hmm. You can you can go either way with it if you want to chat with somebody. This is basically just. I mean, you will probably have to talk to somebody because I think that even if you may have researched how to survive in the Deathlands, like, I'm going to say you have, like, a gas mask, you know, or you know somewhere where you can buy one this fine morning, you probably don't know how to get through the lightning barrier or where a good place would be. True. So, yeah, yeah, you would- So let's just say both. Okay. I've done my research, but I also need a person. Yeah. So who do you think you would want to talk to? You um, could you could talk to basically any of the fret like any of the strange friends on your list. Any of your like any of your personal friends or any of the crew's friends. Oh, oh, okay. Uh, yeah, no, I'm a sucker for I gotta be on brand. Let's go to Dowler. Okay. Dowler, I think, used to be a member of the Deathland Scavengers. Ooh. Cool. Which is uh, a group of people. So sometimes when you're convicted of a crime in Duskwall, rather than being sent to prison, you are granted, quote unquote, clemency and just kicked out into the Deathlands, which is Damn. basically like, an, you know, a slow death sentence. Yeah. Um, however, there there is a, a group of people that have managed to survive out there. Um, they still have some contacts in the city. Um, and they will find stuff out in the Deathlands and um, sell it back into the city. Some of them are able to make enough money to buy their way back in. Um, and they're cool. they're collectively known as the Deathlands Scavengers. So I think Dowler is a guy who was a scavenger. He lived outside the city for a few years, managed to buy his way back in, but he still goes out into the Deathlands pretty frequently to, you know, look for stuff that he can, uh, he can sell. So uh, where do you think you find Dowler? Where does he hang out? Well, considering that he still goes out into the Deathlands pretty frequently, I would imagine he lives or works you can find him most frequently probably at one of the borders of the city okay so yeah so he'd probably be looking at my map here yeah i don't have the map in front of me i'm sorry that's okay i i have uh my my book has i have sticky notes all in it Ah, this is why books are so good not pdfs uh yes so the the direction that you're most likely going to be going is just due south out of the city Mm mm-hmm Okay, so basically, you're gonna head into um, he he hangs out actually in Barrowcleft. That's the district that he lives in, um, which is kind okay. of the the farming district. Like a lot of the farms that support Duskwall, provide a lot of food for the city, are in the south. Okay, and that's also where that the lightning barrier is. So he can get from Barrowcleft out through the lightning barrier pretty quickly. Okay. So one of the biggest things in Barrowcleft is the market. It's a big open-air marketplace where people sell basically anything that they've produced using, you know, like things that they've got from the farm. It's just kind of a, it's a giant farmer's market. Yeah, big open-air market. Yeah, and I think he's got, um, 
like kind of at the very outskirts of the market, probably not official. Like I, I think that on the fringes of this market is where people who are selling slightly more iffy stuff operate. Mm-hmm. So I think he's got a stall uh, at the very southern edge of the barrel cleft market where he sells his findings. So you make your way through the market. It's it's morning, so it's it's pretty um, busy and crowded. You've got you know, people have just opened up their stalls. So there's a lot of people out doing, you know, their shopping for the day or the week, stocking mm-hmm. up, up on what they need. There's all kinds of people, you know, shouting uh, advertisements for, you know, the finest mushroom ale and... Yeah. Oh, that sounds good. You know, fine fine spun, uh, you know, goat hair blankets and, and various things. Yeah. That also sounds good. What the hell, Ree? And you get to Dowler's stall, which is not not so many people are interested in his wares uh, this early in the morning, so there isn't really anybody else around. Right. Um, what do you think he, uh, what's he look like? Ooh, I get to decide? Yeah. Okay, that's good, because I already kind of vaguely have a mental image in mind. Um, he is uh, probably a guy of, like, you know, average height, not too tall or whatever, um... I would peg him, like, mid to late 30s, and he has, like, a very weathered, like, chiseled face. Like, you can tell that, like, he's spent a lot of his life outdoors and, like, he's seen some shit. Mm -hmm. Um, He's wearing lots of, like, muted neutrals, like, browns and olive greens. I am basically describing Nathan Drake, goddammit. But he did, yeah, just... Nathan Drake, but not Nathan Drake. Not not that handsome? Yeah. Well, I mean, to me, he's handsome because I'm just this way. <laughs> but, but not the conventionally handsome, I would okay. say. What does he have any, like, scars or tattoos or... Ooh. I think, I feel like he's got tattoos. Yeah, I was going to say, I think there is a tattoo of a weird symbol on his collarbone, but you can't really see it. He has it, like, covered with some kind of cowl or scarf or whatever. Nice. I like it. Something mysterious. Yeah. All right. I think he also has... So I think that one he got while he was out in the Deathlands. Right. And I think he's got on his left forearm, he's got some kind of like complicated geometric prison tattoos. Ooh, yes. Yeah. I like it. Maybe he's graying at the temples because I'm just like this. I mean, when I asked you to describe him, I knew I was getting a hot dad. So, <laughs> like, I hate myself, <laughs> and I hate that you know me. <laughs> Listen, you have a brand. So I think he's leaning on his, like, on the front of his stall, kind of idly flipping through uh, a book. You like clankily approach but he he doesn't look up because people like are walking back and forth past him yeah, yeah he yeah. is just assuming that you know whatever is making noise is going to continue on past yeah he knows the first hour is slow and i'm just he, he, here am i this small gremlin child with two armful of jars well no, i'm picturing you've got like a backpack that you've stuffed them into <laughs> oh it's so cute okay yes that's even better or like a satchel or something, some bag that's mm-hmm. just, every time you take a step, it's just clink, 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 clink as they're knocking into each other. Do I know his name? Yeah, this is, he's, he is a, uh, he's done some, like, he's done some work with the magpies before. You guys have probably fenced some okay. stuff through him. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so he knows me. 
Morning, Dowler. Oh, hey, Blair. What brings you out here so early? He flips his book shut. Um, listen, I need your help with something. Um, and she, like, looks around, like, her eyes dart around the market, and then she, like, leans in over the booth. And she's like, I need to get outside of the city, into the Deathlands. Why? Will I be happier if I don't know? Probably. You understand that for like 80, probably 90% of people that go out there, it is a death sentence, right? Yes, but I figured you're part of the 10%, and maybe if some of your luck rubbed off on me, then, you know, math. You're adorable. Okay. <sighs> I guess you're looking for... uh Advice on best place to make a crossing? Yeah, I, I just need to route out. I've done some research already, but like, I, I... It's not the same as hearing it from the horse's mouth. Not sure I appreciate the comparison, but I understand. I... He's, he's like smirking as he says that. Sorry. So, the way I usually go is... And he points basically just straight south. You head south... Uh, out past the market, basically out past the, the edges of the farms. And there's right up next to one of the, the big lightning towers there. If you can break in to, there's a like a maintenance shed there. If you can break in there, they've got some tools you can use to uh, basically create a gap in the lightning wall and you can just slide on through. You know, assuming that you do it right and you don't get completely electrocuted and die. Yeah, I was gonna say that that sounds a little precarious. Oh, yeah. But you do it all the time. Yeah. I've had a lot of practice. And you're not fried. Well, I mean, mostly not. And he, like, you know, so his left arm, he has a bunch of tattoos. His right arm, he holds up and there's just, like, burn scars. Oh. <gasps> I got a little careless one time and learned my lesson. Okay. So, is there anything I should look for with the timing or anything? Uh, I mean, make sure there aren't any other, like, blue coats or spark rights around, because they'll arrest you for opening up a hole in the light barrier and letting ghosts in. I'm not letting ghosts in. Letting ghosts out. Okay, don't, I don't, I do not want to know. I'm so much happier if I do not know what you are doing with this information. I literally just told you. I'm going to forget that because I'm happier not knowing. Much happier. Ignorance is bliss, my young friend. Yeah, so... It'll it'll go quickly. It'll be fast. No one will get hurt. It's fine. I just need to quicken it out. That's all this is. You're here by yourself, so if somebody gets hurt, it'll probably just be you. Which is very responsible of you, Uh, I must say. I mean... I'm not sure if the rest of the crew would really wanted to have gone along with this. You know, they, they everyone else seems kind of afraid. Yeah, that Finn girl in particular is real skittish about ghosts. Yeah, and like, I, I, it felt like it would have been mean if I dragged everybody along for this. So I figured I'll just run a quick morning errand and, you know, I'll be back before everybody wakes up. Oh, good, good luck with that. Uh, but yeah, you go through there, it's going to put you out near the old north port, uh, which... It's an old port, doesn't get used anymore since they built the main docks up at North Hook. But uh, yeah, you head through there and that'll get you out into the Deathlands and you can do whatever it is that you're going to do. And then uh, 
you, you know, make sure that, you know, when you uh, pick up those tools to open up the lightning barrier, bring them with you, or you're not going to be able to get back in. Well, yeah. And I will say, if you run into trouble, head west along the lightning wall, and then south about half a mile, and you'll find the scavenger's camp. Tell Lady Thorne I sent you, and she'll make sure you don't get eaten too badly. Okay. Um, what can I do to make this worth your while? He just sort of gestures at, at his wares and is like, <laughs> buy something? All right, uh, what do you got? Um, he's got a bunch of, like, weird shit. He's got, um... I like weird shit. Because I, I, for the last Blades of the Dark game I had, they were smugglers, so they spent a lot of time out in the Deathlands. So I come up with this whole detailed thing about, uh, <laughs> like, stuff that lived out in the Deathlands, and then and I never got to use any of it, so I'm using it now. <gasps> so cool. he's got, um, like, a bunch of random mechanical parts that are, like, rusted and busted up. Nice. Cool. Some, like, basically big chunks of quartz crystal. There's a bunch Ooh. of, he's got a lot of um, sacks of uh, what are labeled as, they're labeled as, um, like, different types of mushrooms. And I'd say over half of them also have, like, the skull and crossbones poison symbol on them. And there's bundles of they look like crow feathers but they're like a foot long damn um what else would he have oh and he has um hanging like behind him in the back um this it's a a, a fur pelt um you're not sure what creature it's from but it's uh it's fur is this like um it's very it's thick fur and it's this like ashy gray color. Ooh. Yeah. So cool. you you're not gonna have to spend like coin in the like one coin sense to buy anything. You'll just kind of spend it out of your narrative pocket cash if you want to buy anything. Actually, well, if you want to buy that that fur, that's gonna cost you a coin. But Well, yeah. I yeah. I was not interested in the fur, even though it's yeah. super cool. Um I, I think Blair is interested in the crystals. Like, I think she will ask for a piece of quartz. Because I think mine's getting a little dull. Back yeah, home. all right. I think I could use a new one. Yeah, you can never have too much quartz. So he, yeah, he gives you a a large, shiny chunk of quartz. You pay him for mm. it. You stuff that into your bag. <laughs> Some more stuff can clank around. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So now you've got a big rock to bounce off of your, your spirit jars. Yeah, yeah. She, like, pats her backpack as she puts it away. Like, good energy. Good energy. <laughs> Good stuff. <laughs> um, make you feel better. And yeah, that that's you know he he sort of like after he does that he you know points you off on your way and says, good luck out there. Try not to die. She like two finger salutes him and you know just waves off with a thanks, Dowler. <sighs> Anytime. <laughs> he just shakes his head and goes back to his book like kids. <laughs> I'm so attracted to this man that we came up with mm -hmm. in the past 20 minutes. Of course minutes. you are. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> All right. So you you are you just going to follow his directions yes. and head straight where he told mm -hmm. you? Okay. So you go hiking off 
down the main road in Barrowcleft. Um, you get past the buildings there. Um, you're basically walking past um, a uh, an eelery, which is just like, it's like a, uh, just a huge. Is it what I think it is? Yeah, it's just a huge tank where they, like, farm eels, because eels are a, a cheap meat source. Uh, I love eels. Well, they're like cattle here, so they're gonna get eaten. I know, but it's... Oh, I know, but that's okay. Ah, uh, I love eels. But yeah, so, like, you walk by, and there's, like, you know, people standing on the edge of the tank with nets, like, scooping eels out and tossing them into bins. Sick. And yeah, uh, you you get up to the towards the, the lightning barrier, and this isn't like a. It's not going to be structured exactly like a normal score, but I'm still going to do mm-hmm. um, an engagement roll. Okay. Uh, just to see how things start off for you here. So you've got one one die for luck. I think that's it. I think it's just going to be two d six. Okay. Okay, so you got a four. Okay, so you're, that, that basically means you're in a risky position when things start. So you, you make your way towards the lightning barrier, and the first thing that catches your eye is the um, door to that maintenance shed that he mentioned is open. Right. And you're like, sweet! And then you see it swing closed, and two people uh, walk out uh, chatting with each other um, as they are kind of heading up towards the lightning tower. You, they're they're not blue coats. You're guessing by the way they're dressed in like overalls with lots of like straps and pockets with tools hanging off them. Yeah, these are Sparkrites, okay, who are um, basically the the engineers of the city. Um, yeah, they um, among many other things they do a lot of stuff, but one of the things they do is maintain the lightning towers. So, you've got a couple people here doing some kind of maintenance. So what what are you gonna do about these dudes in your way? Hmm. Actually, it's probably like it's it's a dude and a lady. Okay, let's be inclusive here. They're just hanging out. They're not moving at all. They so they walk. Um, like, the, the maintenance shed is about, like, 10, 15 feet away from the tower itself, and the tower is massive. It is 200 feet tall, um, mm-hmm. probably a good 40, 50 feet across. Yeah. Like, the lightning towers are huge. The The really big ones. Like, this is one that has, like, its own internal generator. This is, like, a main one. And you can see, like, if you look off down on either side, you know, if you walk another 200, 300 feet in either direction, there are, like, smaller ones that the lightning is kind of arcing to that, you know, it might be easier to get through there, but you still got to have some kind of tools. Yeah. You can't just, like, slide on through the lightning because you will die terribly. Or get scorched. Mm -hmm. At best. But probably Probably die. die. Can I do something like throw a rock in like an opposite direction and try to get these two guys' attention mm-hmm. to draw them away? Yeah. Let me try that. Okay. How do you want to... You, I think finesse would probably be the best one here. Oof. Okay. No. So, so on a one, 
because it was controlled, it's not as bad as it could be. Um, so basically what this means is you're, you, you, so you like, you find a good, a good hefty rock and you're planning on throwing it Mm -hmm. off. And just as you kind of like start to stand up out of the, um, crate. Yeah. You stand up from hiding probably, yeah, behind a crate or, you know, a, 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 an abandoned wagon. Like you start to stand up just as the, uh, the, the lady engineer turn, like they had both had their backs to you. And like, just as you start to stand up, she turns around and starts to walk back to the maintenance shed. You duck back down in time. She doesn't see you. Okay. But basically at this point, you either, you can try again, but it's going to be risky, or you can try a different approach. You, so it would basically mean finessing it isn't going to work. You're going to have to try a different action. I mean, I could try talking to them, but I don't. I don't think I have too many social skills. Sway, sway yeah, sway. You've got. I had a thought. Maybe I could bribe them with the crystal I just bought to look the other way, or is it not worth a lot for a couple engineers who have access to Sparkright Tower? Probably not. Yeah, so so while you are hanging out there, the woman goes back to the maintenance shed um, and goes inside. And I'm going to roll a die to randomize this. She shuts the door behind her. Crap. Yeah, I was going to say, if, if I, I, I was rolling to see if I got a four or higher, she would have left it open, but I rolled a two. No. So, yeah, she, she shuts it behind her, and the guy has his back to you and is... Just kind of hanging out by the base of the lightning tower. Can I just knock? Can I like sneak up behind him? Yeah, and knock you him could out? try to do that. That would be prowl. Um, what weapon are you going to use? Yeah, because remember you've you've got uh, everything. You have access to everything on your list. I assume you're heading out with a normal load, so you can have five of the items on your list. But you just kind of pick them as you need them. Subterfuge supplies. Demo- Ooh, demolition tools. What if I set off an explosion? <laughs> Yeah, you could do that. <laughs> mm. You could you could do that. A small one. Okay. Small explosion. What I could do is that like I could just set off a small explosion somewhere or lob a gr- tiny grenade or smoke bomb or whatever somewhere and that that can be a distract- distraction that probably draws both of them away if this goes well. Yeah, and I think if I recall, you'll probably do that. You can do this via tinker like you're basically going to be tinkering okay. with your demo tools to to make some kind of small I- improvised explosive let's be stupid yeah no this is this is good and i'm going to say this is risky and i think standard effect you're just they they have no idea that you're there but if this goes badly they could know that you're here in a hurry you could uh, take some stress, push yourself to get another die. Yeah, I've got no stress, so let's... Go for it. Yep. So, on a failure, things go badly. You suffer harm, a complication occurs, you end up in a desperate position, you lose this opportunity. There's so many ways this could go badly. You're playing with explosives. Like, I am... In... Uh, near the lightning barrier with two mm-hmm. guards, like, so around. So, I... Yeah. I fucked up. I knew this was a stupid No, it's a idea. great idea. I, I'm going to say... It's good for you. Yeah, it's, it's great. I'm going to say you're going to end up in a desperate position, because that's a good way to get XP. All right. I like XP. And it, it works with... So you pull out uh, some, some various tools, and you're basically trying to just like put together uh, a quick like flashbang, essentially. Yeah. You're pouring various powders around, and 
something ignites before it should. You've got enough time to toss it away from you, but it's not very far away. You were hoping to, like, you were going to go, like, the maintenance shed is over there. You were going to, like, toss it way over there. It goes off. Mm-hmm. It, it goes off far away enough that it doesn't hurt you any, although, like, your ears are probably ringing from the bang. But it goes off right. close to you. And the, uh, yeah. like, you don't really hear, and I think that's the other, that, that's kind of the other thing about the desperate position is you assume that the other two heard it, but you, because your ears are ringing so bad right now, you can't, you can't hear them approaching. I'm a little deafened, yeah. So, yeah, you are in a desperate position. What, what do you want to do to try to get out of this? Um, I should probably run. Um, can I... That's gonna be Prowl. Prowl my way out of here? Alright. Yeah. How do you want... Are you just, like, hauling ass? Are you trying to sneak away? What What is the manner of your Prowl? Both. It, it is like the stage whisper of Prowling. You are, you are running away, but you're trying to be sneaky about it. Um, yeah. So it's desperate, standard effect so you'll basically if if you succeed at this you'll be able to you'll be able to get uh away from where your bomb went off and into a uh, new better cover but yeah it's it's gonna be a desperate roll i do have a good devil's bargain in mind i was gonna say can i just hear what it is so as as you are running away something falls out of your pack that is identifiable as yours maybe a handkerchief with your initials on it and it's going to find its way back to oh, Charter Hall University. So they're going to know that you're, they're not going to, you know, no. they're, they're going to know you're still around doing stuff. And that could, oh. could come back. Oh, no. It'll get you, it'll get you a free die. <sighs> I, you know, I'm going to decline the devil's bargain because I need to give my physical die a chance. All right. So I, I will tell you also mark a point of experience you get ex- uh, in prowess because you're making a prowl roll. So you get you get Ooh. a point of XP to put there. Yeah, and then uh, go ahead and, and roll your die. <gasps> okay, I got a six. Yeah, you you do it. I knew it. Real dice over fake <laughs> dice forever. You uh, scramble away and get over to a new pile of crates and, like, duck down. And both of them have now circled around to where you were. There's, like, a scorch mark in the dirt. And neither of them are terribly near the maintenance shed. Can make a run for it. The door's open. Yeah. I gotta go for it. Especially if I find a new cover. I can, I'm imagining, like, I, I'm imagining this like a top-down view. I imagine I can just, like, loop around them in a seeky way. Especially if I've, I've drawn them to where I once was. I'm going to say that, yeah, you, you can, you succeeded on the, the combination of things. You, you can make it over to the shed. Just you, you zip around over, you get inside. And again, because of your, your studies and things, um, you know what kind of tools you're looking for. It's basically these big kind of like extending metal rods that you can plant into the ground and basically use them to sort of open up a hole in the lightning barrier and shimmy on through yeah oh, arc um so you grab those cool you duck back outside and are you gonna try and just open it up right here or try to get further down the lightning barrier further down because i think this is a yeah. high concentration area and i just created yeah that, so, so you, let's you get out of here 
move further down. You poke your head outside. They're still kind of like they're they're back past your hiding place, still looking around, trying to figure out what the heck happened, why there was a random explosion. And you hustle on down along the lightning barrier, basically a couple hundred feet down to the next tower. And you're going to need to make, well, I don't know. I mean, how do you, what do you, what do you think that you do to, uh, to work these, these lightning rods, basically? Well, you say I just have to plant them in the ground, right? You put them in the ground, or you put one of them in the ground and then like, put it into the lightning field mm-hmm. and then with the other one you kind of like draw the lightning back you're basically so it's almost like you're yes it's almost like you're parting yeah. a curtain but with lightning rods got it tinker would make sense possibly a tune because the, the it's the the barrier runs off electroplasm which is demon blood yeah it is magic damn that's so cool it's not it's not magic this is very scientific science magic and it is it is a scientific use of demon blood. Um, you know what? I want to go with the tune. Yes, two d six makes sense. It's a ghosty thing, and I'm good at that. Yeah, so I'm going to say that this will again um, risky position, standard effect. You know, you're you're not likely to get caught, but if you do this wrong, mm-hmm. you could get zapped pretty bad. Yeah. So. Five. Five. Okay. So you. You do it, but there is a complication, or there's a consequence. Um, I think the most obvious consequence here is harm. Um, so basically, uh, you kind of look into the ghost field a little bit, and you can sort of so like the lightning field, or the way that I, or the lightning barrier, the way I picture it is like it's. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like big cracks of lightning going across between the the towers, and then yeah. there's just sort of that blue haze between them. Um, yeah. But when you yeah. look at it through the um, the ghost field, I think that it's it's looks more like a liquid, as if it's a wall of like slowly dripping yeah. blood, like demon yeah, blood, something like. Like an oil slick or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, I think that's what it looks I can like. That. And that, like, for you, it's like that's a like an easier thing to sort of move the the lightning rods into and pull that yeah. apart. But because you're not really paying attention to where the big bolts of lightning are, one of those is going to crack out and hit you. Um, <sighs> you you'll have a chance to resist it, but it's going to be. Um, I'm going to say it's it's going to be level one harm singed. You get you get burned a little bit. Um, however, you you can resist it if you would like. It's going to be you'll roll um, prowess, which in your case is going to be one d six. Uh huh. Um, and then whatever you roll on that will tell us how much stress you take to resist the harm. So, or you can just take the harm. It's up to you. Well, it is just a level one harm. Yeah. Which, but basically, so. like your. That that's going to give you reduced effect on things that I think like your arms got burned, just stuff where you're using, you know, probably like fine motor skills are going to be at a bit of a disadvantage. Okay, you know, I hang on, let me see how many. You've only taken two stress so far, I think. Yeah, I'm going to risk a resist roll. Okay, so go ahead and roll your one d six. Five. Five. Okay, so you take one stress, and oh oh. Only one stress? Yeah, so the way that resisting harm works is mm-hmm. it's like it starts off as you take six stress to resist the harm, but then whatever yeah. you're rolling oh, as you your subtract. resistance, you subtract that. 
Got yeah, it. Okay. So, that makes sense. That's good. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's a very. I thought I was about to take like five stress, and I'm nope, just like, Shit. nope. That's a very good roll. So right. awesome. I love my dice. You take one stress. Um, good. And yeah, so basically, it's like you come out of the like uh, your your ghost field site just as the lightning like starts to kind of surge up, and you are able to twist out of the way, and it uh, like catches on the lightning rod instead of mm-hmm. hitting you. So you shimmy on through the gap in the lightning barrier, pull the lightning rods through with you, and you are now out in the Deathlands. Heck yeah. Uh, so since this is your, your first time out there, yeah, around the lightning barrier, you're able to see reasonably well. Beyond that, kind of beyond the light emitted by that, and the lightning barrier is very tall, so it emits a lot of light. You can see relatively far. Um, yeah. But after a certain point, it is just pitch blackness out there. But you That's can so cool. see um, there are – it's kind of hilly. There's, there's like some gentle hills out there. Um, uh-huh. No plant life. Um, you can see the in – in a few places like the petrified remains of trees that cool. have been left behind. You can see there's like patches of mushrooms growing all over the place. There's uh, some of them, like you do, like one thing that catches your eyes, there's a patch of mushrooms that are uh, glowing a faint blue. I want them. Okay, yeah, you can head on over there. Blair puts her gas mask on, makes her way down, and she takes, how many mushrooms do you think? Oh, there's there's a decent, like, it's it's a... The way that I figured is that fungi have kind of evolved to fill the ecological space that was previously filled by plants. So there's mushrooms fucking yes. everywhere. And so, like, oh, heck yeah. imagine, you know, walking through a field of wildflowers. How many would there be of, like, a particular type right. of flower? There's just, there's a lot. Yeah. So you can okay. pick a bunch. I could. But I also don't know what these things are. You have no idea what they do. Yeah. So, on the safe side, I think Blair's just going to pick just one okay. faint. Just, she just grabs one? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, yeah, you, you pick one and... We'll study it later. Yeah. Uh, Hopefully not poisonous. Tuck that away somewhere. Mm-hmm. Do you think that you would know... You've heard about a spirit well out here. Do you think you know where it is? Um, I feel like I would have the faintest of ideas. Okay. From my research. Yeah. So, I think that... What you, you'd heard is that it was near the, the ruins of the old port, which you're fairly close to. Like, you just kind of need to keep oh, hiking south. All right. I'll just head south. So you you start walking and are looking around. Um, it's, it's very, it's, it's surprisingly quiet. Like, Duskwall is a very crowded city. Mm-hmm. You're used to just kind of a constant background noise of people and carriages and, uh, you know, the buzzing of electric lights. The farther you get from the lightning barrier, like, the buzzing of that fades out. And it's just, it's very quiet. Spooky. You occasionally hear you know, the sound of, like, a crow cawing in the distance. There's wind that, you know, kind of goes past every now and then you can kind of distantly hear um ocean waves hitting the shore um because okay. you are you're you're you know near a port that's right um, you're you're yeah. fairly close to the the coast here um but otherwise like it's about the quietest place you've been in a very long time cool <laughs> and so you're walking along and because it's so quiet 
when you start to hear uh, the footsteps behind you, it stands out. Oh. <laughs> oh, no. So you you hear um, how to describe. I don't like this. So the 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 footsteps you you hear footsteps. I, I guess that that's my first question. Is you hear you hear footsteps behind you, not uh-huh. not super close. It's not like they're right up on you, but they are behind you. Um, yeah. What what do you do? Just kind of is that initial. Blair turns around. Okay, so you spin around, mm-hmm. and I'm going to say in your research you you've read about these things. You've read about some of the the creatures that live out in in the Deathlands. So okay. what you see is. It's it's a tall, bipedal, vaguely humanoid-shaped creature. It's got, you know, head, limb, you know, four limbs. Yeah. Um it it's it's probably about six, six and a half feet tall. And it looks Whoa. kind of like it's a it's it's very tall, it's very uh slight and skeletal. It look and it, it looks like it's a cross between Kind of like a starved humanoid and a dried out tree. So it's I'm looking at Slenderman. It looks like it's made out of wood. It doesn't have it's it's got just it doesn't really have a face. Slenderman, but it's made of wood. Wood woodman with Slenderman. It it like you spin around quickly enough that you're able to see it, and the it's it's you know it's just been kind of like walking after you but when you turn it stops so it has it doesn't like stop abruptly mid stride like it's frightened it just kind of comes to a stop and cocks its head to the side and holds a hand out to you uh, Blair knows in the back of her mind she really shouldn't oh and I'll, I'll tell you so you so since you do know a little bit I gave you a description I didn't really tell you anything about else about these right. so they're called poison woods most of the descriptions that you have read say that they are mo- mindless monsters that will attack um, with like their hands are like have are really sharp claws. They're very fast um, mm-hmm. and they just kind of seem to attack anything living that they see in a mindless rage. But there's a few stories of ones that seem to have some kind of intelligence to them. Oh, they're, they're so cute. I love them. They can't speak, mm-hmm. so people aren't sure what they want, but some of them do seem to have some kind of sentience to them. And this one seems like it might be one of those. Like, you, being Blair, you you were like, oh yeah, absolutely, of course they've got intelligence, but like, you'd never expect it to actually see it yourself. So now you've got one yeah. standing in front of you, holding out a hand. And how, how far away from it? Is is it from me? It's probably about six feet back. Okay. Its hand is probably about four feet away from you. It has Damn. very long arms. That's so cool. I I have an idea. Blair mm-hmm. is going to reach into her pack and take out the mushroom that she picked out. And she's going to take like half a step forward and like very carefully uh-huh. um, put it on the ground and then step back and see what it does. Okay. It... Kind of lowers its hand, cocks its head to the side as it seems to, like, it doesn't have eyes, but, like, based on the angle of its head, it seems to be looking down at the mushroom. And then it takes a couple steps towards you and holds out the the hand again. Um, And, like, at this point, it's 
the, its hand is much closer to you. Like, it's basically arm's length away. Ah, uh, I probably want something. Um, uh, what can I want? Are you saying this out loud um, as Blair, or is this you? Uh, I, I was going <laughs> to say both. This is both, really. If Blair is saying, yeah. oh, what does it want? Um, it kind of, yeah. it, it sort of straightens up and, and draws its hand back and then points off to the side, away from the port, inland a bit. Um, and it is pointing towards a very tall, um, petrified tree that you can just make out against the general gloom of the, the space back here. Is that your friend? It, it, Stands there for a second, and then very slowly shakes its head. Is there something there you want me to see? Another long, long pause, and then it slowly nods. Well, I'm not supposed to be here long. I'm supposed to just make a quick errand. Um, will this be quick? It just holds its hand out to you again. Blair is going to look up at it, like, very tentatively and like glance back and forth between like the head and the hand and she's going to very slowly and carefully put her hand out to hold its hand so it it closes its its fingers around your hand and it's not like you know when you hold your hand with a person like your fingers are pressed against theirs this is more like it's kind of folding its its fingers around your hand like more like kind of a cage like more like it's you get the sense that it is it's it's trying really hard to be careful. Oh. <laughs> uh, and then it, it starts... I, I name him. <laughs> it starts walking, sort of gently pulling you along with it uh, as it starts walking towards the tree. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I love him. This is so <laughs> endearing. I, I mean, oh. majority of the things you find out in the Deathlands... I will, I will tell... Once we finish this, I'm going to tell you about kind of my rationale for... The creatures that I yeah. made for the Deathlands, um, but yeah, uh-huh. I, I didn't want everything to be an absolutely horrible monster. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes there's there's these guys. I love them. So do you do you just kind of walk along like, with it? Yeah, over to okay. Yes. So it leads you over to the tree, and it is a mm-hmm. big, big tree, um, <laughs> like. You know, kind of in our terms, it would be like, you know, a, a 40, 50-year-old oak tree. It's it's very huge. Okay. Um, lots of branches. It's dead. It's dead and petrified. Yeah. But it's still a very tall, impressive tree. It it brings you, you know, over to the tree, lets you go, and it, it steps towards the tree and then, like, puts its hand on the trunk and then kind of turns and looks to you. Blair is... She's not going to say anything, but... She's going to, like, after a minute, very slowly, carefully mirror what the creature is doing. She's also going to put her hand on the tree. It, it's, it's a dead tree. You're not really picking up anything just by touching it. I imagine I can't really switch to my spirit mask while I'm out here because I got to keep my ghost ma- my gas mask. Well, the gas mask, I think, just is covering your mouth. So I think oh. you could put your spirit mask on. I'm going to rule that you can. Or, like, okay. you can overlay it over the, the eye things. You can use your spirit mask. I'm going to say. Okay, I, uh, Blair is going to put on her spirit mask and see what she can find. So you're going to look into the ghost field. I think you start off, you put on, because it, it's been directing your attention to the tree, so you put on the spirit mask and, and switch your vision into the ghost field and you look at the tree. And there's a, 
kind of like it's like a shard of some kind of ghostly energy in the middle of the tree. And then there's okay. this yeah. faint tendril leading out of that shard. And as you follow it, it leads over to the poison wood. And you see uh-huh. there's a it's a, a strange kind of creature that you see overlaid on the the shape of the poison wood. It's a it's still it's still kind of humanoid. Tall, kind of stretched out. I don't like I think that there is color in the ghost field, but it's super washed out, but you can still tell that it seems to have like kind of greenish skin, dark eyes. Um it's fair it's androgynous. You're you're not really able to to pin anything down in terms of sex or gender. Long, tangled hair that kind of, it also seems to be sort of like greenish and brown, almost like vines. And it is it, like the, the creature, like I said, this sort of ghost image is overlaid over the poison wood. And it is very emaciated. Yeah. And it looks, whenever you think of sadness from now on, you're going to think of the look on this creature's face. Just this is like the the look on this creature's face is pure sorrow. It kind of cocks its head to the side again, and it still can't talk to you, right? But it 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 takes the hand off of the the uh, tree and makes sort of a downward sweeping gesture through that tether, that line that's coming out of the tree and going into it. Oh, so it can see the ghost field, or it knows what you can see. Yeah, you're not sure, but it, it's yeah. It it makes that gesture of bringing its hand down through it, and it it doing that gesture doesn't do anything. The tether doesn't right. show any sign that it's been touched. Yeah, um, yeah. Blair's gonna swipe her uh, mask off, um, and she's gonna look up at the creature, and she's like, "Did you lose something in there?" Hang on, I have to think of how this creature would interpret this question. It's okay. So at first it it shakes its head and then it stops and then it nods. Do you want me to try and get it out? It makes that sweeping downward gesture again. Like it's it's going through the the tether. Do you do you want to be cut from this? It all the other times when it's reacted to your questions, there's been a long pause before it's nodded or shook yeah. its head. This time it is immediate. It nods. Oh. No hesitation. Okay. How do I, how would I go about this? Uh, I think it's going to be, you, you could. Is this in a tune roll? Yeah, I think. Yeah. Let me look at what's in your, your arcane implements kit. Okay. Um, Cause that might be. Uh, or possibly, let me see what else you have. Yeah, I'm gonna say that you, you're pretty sure you could, like, using something in your arcane implements, you know, with, it would be in a tune roll, basically, but you could, uh, break that tether. Okay, in that case, that's what I'll do. I'm gonna add arcane implements to my load. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm going to make an a tune roll. Yes. Uh, do you wanna, and I'm, this is gonna be, um... Risky, standard effect. Do you want to try to push yourself or? No. Okay. Okay. I'm just going to do 2d6. Okay. Ooh. What'd you get? I go with the higher? Yeah. Six. Okay. So what do you think the, like, how, how do you think you do this? Because you, you succeed. You, you break the tether. What do you think that looks like? 
Um, Blair, first of all, she reaches into her pack and she reaches for her arcane tools. And the first image that came into my mind was like a really huge, well, not huge, but like big pair of like rusty looking scissors. But I, but I feel like <laughs> I don't that's a little that's... too on the nose. I think you could have like just a knife on you if you wanted to yeah. do like a knife that you do so, like you sprinkle something on or do something yes. to. Okay, I have a kit from my altar that is some kind of blessed or well. So like it come like you did. What, what's the word I'm thinking of? The enchanted sanctify enchanted an enchanted knife. Mm-hmm. So, something that can affect things in the ghost field, I guess. Yeah, yeah. And uh, she is. Just going to look up at the poison wood one last time before swiping upwards, and that tether just uh, snaps in two. Okay. Do you have your spirit mask back on? Are you looking through the ghost field while you're doing this? Yes. Okay. Well, obviously, I have to. Yeah. 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 So you you slice up through that tether, and it's you know like a a, a cord being snapped. It kind of springs back. Mm-hmm. Um, the the shard within the tree um, fades out. And you look back at, at the creature, the ghostly image overlaid over the poison wood, and it smiles at you, this big, brilliant smile, Aww. and, like, reaches out and very gently touches your shoulder, <gasps> and then very carefully takes its hand back, and then it reaches up into the tree. Uh-huh. Like just kind of up into the branches, and you can't really see what it's it's doing. And it comes back down and holds out its hand again, and it's holding. Um, you've never seen these before. They're these small, kind of woody-looking objects. You know, each one of them uh-huh. is probably about you know the size of like your thumb to the first knuckle. Not not very big. Yeah. Did they look natural or man-made? Yeah, yeah. Nope. They're they're natural. It's some kind of natural thing. Oh, okay. Um, the bottom is like sort of rounded mm-hmm. and smooth. The top is kind of like a little cap that's sort of knobbly. They're acorns, but Blair's never seen an acorn before. And it's it's offering them to you. <gasps> she doesn't know what they are, but Blair being Blair, she is immensely curious about everything. She takes the acorns and like she looks up at the poison wood and smiles and she just says, Thank you. It it nods at you, and then it uh, touches the tree one more time, and then it, it kind of circles around the oh. tree and, and walks off. Wait, 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 wait. Blair calls out to it before it leaves. Okay. It, it, it's not a fast-moving creature, so I think like it makes it one step away, and then it, it, it stops. Do you have a name? I think it stares at you for a very long time. Like I think it's like a solid minute of silence. And then... You're, are, you, are you still looking through the spirit mask, or have you taken that off? I've taken it off. Okay. Uh, so you, you can't see the expression of the, the creature on it, mm-hmm. but it, um, its posture kind of slumps a little bit, and it, oh. it just shakes its head. Can I give you a name? A much shorter pause, and then it nods a little hesitantly. Okay. Briar? Do you like Briar? It kind of tilts its head to the side, seeming to think for a little bit, and then nods and pats your shoulder again very carefully. She's gonna, she, she's gonna like take her hand and uh, like pat, pat the hand. Yeah, and then it it steps back and kind of gives you like a a final nod, and then it's gonna head off. Okay, bye. 
She she kind of like she like stands in place and just gives a very small wave. That was so good. So uh, you're then you 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 hike back over to where you think the spirit well is. Uh, mm-hmm. You you find it pretty easily because it's it's kind of glowing, and there is what can only be described as the screaming of the damned emanating from it. Hell yeah! So you. Having some sense of self-preservation, don't get super close. Uh, because mm-hmm. the energy that comes from spirit wells is I'm trying to think of what the, the a good analogy here would be. So it's like the stuff that you get, like the energy that ghosts get from spirit wells is like is like McDonald's <laughs> possessing a person is like a three-course meal at a five-star restaurant. Like, the stuff you get from a spirit restaurant will sustain you. It will keep you alive. But, oh, man, possessing a person, that's the good shit. So you don't want to get real close, because even though they've got stuff yeah. to to energize them over there, um, mm-hmm. it's it's not... Not great. Yeah, you don't want to tempt them. Exactly. So... Blair being where she is, I think she's going to start digging through her pack, and uh, from out of her belongings, she's going to take out the first ghost mm-hmm. jar and just put it on the ground. Yep. Take out the second one, put it on the ground. Yep. And what do you think? It's just safe to let these babies uh, loose? I think you're going to want to be ready to run. Because <laughs> you are currently going to be closer to them than the... You have a demon's bane charm as one of your items, but I don't think you have That is that is true. Yeah, you don't have a spirit. Every other playbook has a spirit bane charm. <laughs> you don't cuz mm-hmm. you want to keep them around. God damn it. Your your special thing, your special ability is iron will, right? Yes. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, I think you could you could either just like pop them open with your hands and run, which might necessitate some kind of roll. Or you could try to rig up something where you could, like, pull them open from a distance. Yeah. That, that could be... I could see that being a tinker roll. Yeah. I think using, like, stuff you've got in your bag and... All right, I'm going to check out tinkering tools and I'll make a tinker roll. Yeah, it's going to be... Because um, right now there's... Well, no, you are trying... Well, no, this is just the roll to see if you can make something. So it's going to be controlled. Mm-hmm. There's not really any present threats. Oh, no. What'd you get? <laughs> I got a one. The the, the the dice have no middle ground. Okay. Nope. So you you're trying to to like put together some kind of like hook mechanism that you can just use to open these up, and it's just not. The light out here is really bad. Like it's hard to see through the lenses of your gas mask. It it's just it's not coming together. All right. So we're gonna have to do this the stupid way, which is once sh- again, yeah, <laughs> open them, yeah. run away. <laughs> yeah. In true, tried and true Blair fashion. Um, so I, I'll say this. You could... So I think I, I kind of mentioned that, like, you you have something in your arcane implements kit that will attract ghosts. Ah. So you could, like, throw that and then open these yeah. and hope they'll go for it over you. I think that's yeah. going to be quick. the Quicksilver is one of the things listed in say, there. Yeah, I could just... Chuck some quicksilver down the well and hope for the best. Well, it's it's towards the well. <laughs> You're towards pretty far well. away. You're not close enough to throw anything into it. You're probably a good like thirty feet back. 
back. Okay, now that's good to know. So in that case, I like that idea. Okay. I want to go with that. Yeah, so for that, you don't need to make a roll to just do the throwing. I'm going to say that you'll still need to make a prowl to get away. Right. But it's going to be controlled rather than risky. Okay, Because you've you've given yourself a bit of a... And if you would like to push yourself or anything... Uh, I think I will because I do have some stress to mm-hmm. spare. Okay. And I, I would like to avoid getting possessed or eaten or what have you. Yeah. Oh, no. What'd you get? Uh, I got a three. Oh, oh, dear. Yeah. Okay, well, it's it's still controlled. Okay, so I think here's what happens. You you throw the Quicksilver and it splashes out on the ground making a nice tempting target for ghosts and you're mm-hmm. about to open up the the spirit jars and you kind yeah. of hesitate and you look at like the distance between you and where the quicksilver landed and it's pretty far away you're thinking yeah. you should probably move closer okay to the quicksilver which is also closer to the spirit well so basically this is going to make it a uh, a risky mm-hmm. a risky roll um yeah but you you can try again you can move in so another prowl to run uh-huh um, it's going to be risky, and you can, again, either take some stress, or I can give you a Devil's Bargain. What would the Devil's Bargain would you have in mind for this? Because I don't have much st- stress left. One of these ghosts that you're freeing right now uh-huh. is going to remember you. For good or for ill, will kind of depend on whatever I want to do in the narrative in the future. But it's going to remember you. <sighs> okay, that's like a 50-50 shot. Yeah. You know, I've I've made worse alliances. I think if one ghost remembers me, whatever. Okay. I can handle it. In that case, I will accept your devil's bargain. Okay. Ooh. What'd you get? Five. Five. Okay. So you do it, but there's a consequence. So I think what's going to happen is you, you open them up, you scramble away, but in the process of scrambling away, you twist your ankle. Oh, but like you get you get clear, so like this basically just means it's going to take you a lot longer to hike back to the lightning wall, and you're gonna you know you're it, it's level level one harm twisted ankle. You can roll to resist it if you want. Um, no, that's okay. Yeah, at, at this point, it's just you're you're just going to be walking slowly back. It's fine. Okay, you open it up. The ghosts come out, uh, screaming loudly yay uh you're kind of like hobbling backwards watching them they dive for the quicksilver and then kind of get lost in the general spirity mm-hmm. glow of the uh the spirit well be good bye what <laughs> one of them turns and looks back at you and like it, it makes direct eye contact. Oh, Blair freezes. Yeah, and then but then it turns away. That's the one's gonna remember you. It turns away and drifts off towards the spirit well. Bye, friend. All right. So you you limp off towards the the lightning wall, and we'll just kind of cutscene the rest of this. You're able to to okay. get back in using the tools. Uh, do you try to return the the tools you stole? Are you just gonna take them with you? Are you gonna ditch I'm them somewhere? Keep them. Yeah, good call. They're mine now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and these are mine. Yeah, so you can put that on your character sheet that you have a pair of uh, lightning wall or lightning barrier rods that will let you pass through the lightning barrier if they are grounded properly. 
Yeah, so that that's gonna that's gonna wrap up your your adventure because of the the detour with the poison wood and your your twisted ankle. It's it's pretty late by the time you get back to the nest. Nobody else is there. Oh, they're they're out. You you assume. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that that is the end of this this little adventure. The Magpies podcast is GM'd and produced by Ree. Follow me on Twitter at Vianen42. Blair Colhane is played by Kim Kogut. Follow her on Twitter at Kim Deanna Jones. The Blades in the Dark roleplay system is the creation of John Harper and is published by Evil Hat Productions. I don't think I just trust dice bots in general. I mean, they are probably more random than actual dice. And he's more machine now than man. <laughs>